Good afternoon, Monarch fans, and welcome to another edition of Sports Talk with Rags here, Season 3, Episode 18, and today here we are joined by the phone here, ODU Hall of Famer and former ABA and NBA player, Dave Twardzik. Uh, Dave, how are you doing this afternoon? Hi, Mark. I'm doing fine. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, and uh, hey, before we start uh, talking about your uh, ties to ODU and your career, Definitely an exciting time with being a college basketball fan here with all the conference tournaments and uh, just a couple days away from Selection Sunday. Yeah, it sure is. I tell you what, you're in heaven if you're a basketball fan. As a matter of fact, I'm uh, heading up to the uh, Greensboro this afternoon to, right. uh, to see two games tonight. Okay, all right, awesome. And so, uh, hey, so let's, uh, let's start here with... Uh, you know, what was, before your days at Old Dominion, uh, what was, what grabbed your interest here with the game of basketball and to uh, have that, uh, to know that you could play at the collegiate level while growing up? Well, I was lucky, Mark. I ended up uh, having two older brothers, uh, two and a half and five and a half years older than I was. So they were in, involved in the sport. So anytime they were to go out, and play uh, basketball or baseball, my parents always said, hey, you have to take David. So I was kind of the third wheel. But the nice thing is I got exposed uh, to athletics at a very early age, and I was constantly playing against older players because I was usually with uh, with my brothers. Right, yes. And, uh, and so you came, um, played for Coach, Sonny Allen and wore the Monarch uniform. Well, I, you know, I was not heavily recruited oh. out of high school. Uh, we had a very good team back uh, when I was, uh, I grew up in Pennsylvania. Right. And it was in central Pennsylvania. It was from a small town of about 8,000 people. So our classifications, they had A was the largest school, B was the next largest, C was the, the smallest. We were class B. Okay. And uh, my senior year, we won our first game, lost our second, and then won 27 or 28 in a row, and we won the state championship. Wow. And um, I was invited to play in a local all-star game down in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is about 30 minutes from uh, Middletown, where I grew up. Right. And uh, I, Mark, I can't tell you if I played well, if I played poorly, but... Uh, the sequence of events after the game, I'm walking out to my car and this gentleman comes up and introduces himself uh, to, as Sonny Allen from Old Dominion College. <laughs> well, I was a basketball fan and I'd never heard of Sonny Allen. I had never heard of Old Dominion College. So I'm thinking, can I please, I, I want to get home. Let me just get to my car, drive my 30 minutes and get back home. And then Sonny says, uh, you know, let me just tell you a little bit. We're we're located in uh, in Norfolk, Virginia, and uh, it's the southeast corner of the state. It's about ten miles away from Virginia Beach. Well, that got my attention a little bit because growing up, we never vacationed. If we went anywhere for a vacation, my parents were from uh, the coal regions of Pennsylvania. We used to go up and visit the relatives up there, and my entertainment was either playing basketball with a cousin that was my age or going across the street and playing on a coal slag for about two or three hours. So when Sonny said, 
Virginia Beach. I'm like, oh, wow, that, that's kind of interesting. And then he said, "What? Uh, let me just tell you a little bit about my style. Uh, I have a number fast break. I would look at you as the point guard, so you would have the ball probably 80% of the time, and you'd make 80% of the decisions out on the floor. Well, that obviously got my attention. And then he said, uh, I'd really like for you to come down to visit the school. I could fly you down uh, on a Friday and spend Saturday, Sunday. I could show you around the area a little bit, meet some of the players, and you could fly back Monday. Well, Mark, I had never flown before. So, again, my attention level is increasing. But the biggest thing was I was going to get out of school Friday and Monday. So I said, (laughs) Coach Allen, I've heard a lot of great things about you and your program. I'd love to come down and that was my only scholarship. Wow. Well, hey, hey, definitely, uh, definitely great, uh, great times there with uh, wearing the Monarch colors. Well, you could not have scripted my life any better. If it wasn't for Sonny Allen, Old Dominion, I, I have no idea career-wise what I would be doing. Uh, I met my wife my freshman year, and we dated all through school, and we got married both of us graduated in 72, right. uh, got married right after we, we graduated. And uh, you could not have scripted it any better. I, I Thank God Sonny Allen decided to come to that all-star game in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Right. Yes. Well, hey, that is uh, that is great here. And, you know, when your days of uh, Old Dominion were, were done as a player, I mean, you got drafted in the second round of the – NBA by the Portland Trailblazers, but you elected to stay local and start your career in the ABA there with the Virginia Squires. Yeah, and, and there are a couple factors involved with that. One, uh, I certainly followed the uh, NBA, but the ABA I followed because the Squires, when they first moved from Washington down to Norfolk, yeah. they played on campus and at the field house. Right. And I, I actually worked those games. I was a stat runner. So during timeouts, Mark, if you were covering a game, I would be the guy coming up behind you and giving you a stat sheet and going to the next guy, giving a stat sheet, stat right. sheet. So uh, uh, I knew the ABA right. because they played on campus. I became friendly with, George Irvin, who was a, a um, member of the Squires, yes. uh, he became my best friend. And uh, it was a very easy decision to decide between Portland or or Virginia. We loved uh, the Tidewater area. Right. I knew the players. I knew the ABA much better than I knew the NBA. And the style was much different. At the time, the uh, NBA had bigger guards. It was a slower pace. Where the ABA, smaller guards look to score high octane offense. So it was a very easy decision for me to stay in Virginia. Yes. And one of the earlier or one of the guests on the earlier episode was the voice of the Squires there, uh, Portsmouth alum, uh, Marty Brenneman. I mean, he, he started out here by announcing Squire games. That's right. My first cut, I don't know. I, I, I was on the Squires for four years. After four years, there was the merger and Virginia folded. But I think Marty was our announcer for, uh, I think since at its inception when it came, and that would have been 70 or 71. 
And I think Marty stayed through my first two years. Okay. Uh, but he was he was a he was a very talented announcer uh, and a great guy off the court. Off the court. Right. Yes. And then uh, after your four years with the with the Squires, then you did uh, pursue your NBA career there with going to the Trailblazers since they still own owned your draft rights. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think I was the 26th player taken. And back when I came out of school, there were only 15 teams in the NBA, unlike now where it's it's 30 teams. So uh, being the 26th pick, I was in the second round. And Portland did retain my rights. And uh, after the Virginia Squires folded, uh, I my agent negotiated with them, and I went out to Portland. And I really didn't know how well um, I was going to do. Didn't know if I was going to be good enough to play in the NBA. And when I first went out to to meet the general manager and at the coach at the time was Lenny Wilkins. Oh, okay. Uh, I flew out, spent about three or four days with uh, in Portland and met the general manager, the director of player personnel, Lenny Wilkins, his assistant coach at the time was a gentleman named Tom Mischeri who played in the NBA. Uh, I came back to Virginia and Kathy said that my wife says, well, what was it like? I said, well, Portland is absolutely beautiful. And their coach, I, I, I always respected Lenny as a player. Uh, Lenny Wilkins, you couldn't get a better person. Right. But two weeks, two weeks later, Marquis gets fired. And I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, I just went through four (laughs) or five coaches in Virginia. Maybe it's me. I don't know. I'm, I'm a bad mojo for a coach. And they hired Jack Ramsey, and right. that was uh, – it couldn't have been a more perfect situation for me. Yes, uh, I grew up in a military family, and at the time, we lived in Seattle. So definitely the, you know, 78, 79, the, the Sonics were uh, definitely contenders. But uh, there in 77, you guys – you guys put it all together, and here here you are, and a part of an NBA championship team there with Jack Ramsey leading the leading the team. Yeah, and you know you you put that very well as far as Jack Ramsey leading the team. Uh, people have asked me, uh, well, who was the leader of the team? And right away they gra- gravitated towards Bill Walton. And right. Bill, I was lucky his. Uh, my first year in Portland was his third year in the league. Okay. And his first two years, I think each year he only played 40 games because of injuries. So in two years, he only played 80 out of 160 games. Right. And I was fortunate because I got out there and Bill was extremely healthy the first year. And for 60 games of the second year. Yeah. But uh, Bill really, Bill was our best player without a doubt. And, and I, I had said, had he stayed healthy, he could have been the second or third best center to ever play. That's mm. how good he was. Right. But he had some injury problems. And on that championship team, we had an entirely new coaching staff. Jack Ramsey was the head coach. Right. Jack McKinney was the assistant coach. And that was it. We had two coaches right. back then. Right. And we had seven seven or eight new players. And that turned out to be a benefit because instead of coming to a team where there were 
nine returning players and two or three guys had to play catch up with seven new players, new coaching staff. We were all learning at the same speed. And the beauty of that team is uh, our basketball IQ was really off the chart from our first from Walton down to the 12th man, everybody had a good basketball IQ. We all bought into the Jack Ramsey system. Uh, And Jack Ramsey was our leader. You couldn't have scripted it any better. Well, well, yes. And uh, and then after your playing days were over, I I see that you stayed with the Blazers organization until 85. And then when you got a chance to be – an assistant coach, uh, Jack Ramsey, uh, you know, uh, had you on staff there when he was head coach of the Indiana Pacers. Well, now here's an interesting story. Uh, and when I retired, I retired with a back injury. Okay. And, and I thought I could have played another couple, three years, but uh, I had a back injury that progressively got worse. And the nice thing is the organization, uh, when I retired, the general manager about two years before I retired, when I was still relatively healthy, yeah. he called me into his office one day and said, David, uh, I'm not trying to retire you, <laughs> but what do you, what are you thinking about when you finally do retire? And I said, well, his name was Harry Glickman. I said, Harry, I would love to stay in this area. I love it out here. He says, well, would you consider working for us? Yeah. And I said, Harry, I would love to. Yeah. And then Harry goes, well, what would you like to do? And I said, well, to be honest with you, I'd like to have your job. <laughs> so, uh, but be careful what you ask for. I did become a GM right. in Golden State. And it's not all it's cracked up to me. So I ended up retiring and going to do the radio, which was a tr- nice transition from being a player to a non-player. And after five years um, of being retired, Jack Ramsey got fired and he took the Pacer job. When he took the job, he called me up and said, David, I want to ask you a question. Uh, Would you consider coming on the bench with me as an assistant coach? And I said, Jack, if you'd have asked me five years ago, I would have said, no way. (laughs) But continuing to be around the game, analyzing the game, to work for you, I would love to. He goes, good, let me just tell you two things. I said, what's that? He said, well, the first thing, you should always have a house away from where we're coaching. I went, really? Yeah, you know, I kept my house on the beach in Ocean City. I have a house on the coast in in Oregon. You should always have a house away from where you are so you can get away. I said, okay, good. Um, But why? He goes, well, that's the second thing I want to tell you. You're going to get fired. (laughs) Jack, I just took the job two minutes ago, he said. (laughs) Buffalo fired me. Philly fired me. Portland fired me. If you're in this business long enough, it'll happen. Like, oh my God. But um, I I love Jack Ramsey. Jack's the kind of coach that uh, he has forgotten more about the game than most of these coaches will ever know. Right. Right. And you, to piggyback on your involvement with the Warriors, when I when I graduated from Western Branch High School in 94, my dad was still in the military. So we went, my dad got stationed in Oakland. My sister was my sister was still in high school. So we stayed in Marin County, but we uh but but with my dad working in Oakland, we definitely took in some warrior games and with the uh 
Tidewater connection. I mean, uh, Joe Smith, they're from they're from Maury, was part of uh, Golden State. Oh, Joe had a tremendous first couple years. Uh, I was only there for two years, so Joe uh, was my first draft. Okay. And uh, he had, I think he might have even been co-rookie of the year or runner-up for the rookie of the year. Uh, but the two years I was there, Joe was very productive and extremely, extremely nice person. Right, yes. Yeah, and then, um, you know, before you came back, uh, to uh, uh, cover ODU men's basketball there with Ted Alexander, you definitely had a long, uh, l- long tenure there with the Orlando Magic uh, front office. Yeah, I, when I turned fifty, I took two years off and really kind of divorced myself really from all basketball. I, I didn't watch much college. I didn't watch much uh, NBA. Yeah. And one day I, I ran across a guy who was the general manager of the Orlando Magic. His name's John Gabriel. Okay. And um, Gabe said, David, where have you, what have you done for two years? And I said, well, you know, Gabe, I just took two years off. He knew the Outer Banks uh, because his uh, father-in-law had a place there. He said, I'm just living at the Outer Banks. Um and he asked me, he said, are you looking to get back into it? Well, to make a long story short, he hired me as director of player personnel. And uh, within two years, he got fired and I became co-assistant general manager. And that's the way I finished my career as the uh, assistant GM down in Orlando. Had about, I think it was a, an 11 or 12 year run down there and absolutely loved it. Right. Yes. Yes. And then, uh, you know, when when you came came back to the, you know, Norfolk area, you know, um, you know, now since the 2013-14 season, you've been sitting next to Ted Alexander and covering the uh, the men's basketball program there at ODU. It's hard to believe that's been a 10-year run, and I've really enjoyed it. What ceiling I had. I came back for a function when Jeff Jones was hired. Right. He had a function that I came back to. It was all former players that were invited back. And uh, I, I ran into Wood that night, and we briefly spoke. The next day, my flight back to Orlando wasn't until 6 at night, so I'm in uh, – it was taste – up on Hampton Boulevard, oh, yeah. and I ordered a sandwich, right. and and as I'm waiting for it, I hear David, and, and it was Wood. Right. So we started uh, we started conversation, and Wood's wife was there, his daughter, and uh, Wood finally asked me, said, "David, you ever think about coming back and doing some work for Old Dominion?" Yeah. I said, "Well, I almost did on two different occasions, but it just wasn't the right time." He goes, "You know, let me call you in a week." So he calls me in a week. Uh, proposes that I come back in a job that didn't sound very appealing to me. So I said, nah, would I, I don't think I would like to do that. So he said, let me call you in a week. Right. So now I get off the phone and my wife, Kathy, says, well, did Wood offer you a job? I said, yeah, he did, but it just didn't sound right. He goes, and uh, she said, what would you like to do? I said, Kathy, I, I love doing the radio with Portland. Yeah. It kept me tied into the game. It gave me just enough intellectual stimulation that my brain didn't turn to mush. So I said, if I could do the radio and if they want me to do some appearances for the university or go and 
uh, with ODAF for some fundraising functions. I'd love to do that. That's, you know what? That'd be good if you if, if it came to that. Wood calls me a week later and says, David, what about making a couple appearances uh, on behalf of the university, maybe going with ODAF, and would you consider doing the radio? And I thought that was some collusion on <laughs> Kathy and Wood's part. Kathy <laughs> wanted me out of the house. <laughs> So uh, it worked out great. I, I love working with Ted Alexander. Right. Uh, he makes some very suspect games, very sound, very interesting. And he's as much fun off the air as he is on the air. So it's been a good 10-year run. Yes, and and Dave, uh, my wife and I, you know, with, with technology, you know, we can't get 94.1 off of our radio very good in the house but we definitely through our ipads we go to the website you know and listen to the road games you know um as we're season ticket holders but you know that last game down in pensacola you know before um as there in the post game you just talked about how you liked you know uh covering the university and here a school that, you know, Coach Allen recruited you to come to. You know, you had a great career, you know, as a as a monarch and now and now you're back, you know, covering the program that you once played in, you know, and I just looked at my wife and I was like, Man, that's that's awesome hearing Dave Twardzik just talk about how he loves covering ODU men's basketball. Well, Mark, again, you could not script my life any better. Again, going from one scholarship offer from Sonny Allen in an old Dominion college at the time right. to playing there and having an opportunity to play after college. Uh, I played as an active player for eight years. I was actually uh, on the roster the following year, but I couldn't play because of my back. And then to be able to, once I stopped as a player, to go into the broadcasting, which I truly enjoyed, and then to transform that into going into coaching and in the front office and staying in the league for almost 40 years. Mark, you, you can't okay. script my life any better. And if it wasn't for Old Dominion and Sonny Allen, I have no idea what I'd be doing now. Yes, and thank you for your time. And just two more points that I want to get across here to the to the listeners. I know that you had an opportunity to go into the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame in the mid-90s, but how is it with Coach Allen going into the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame and there's a guy that recruited you to come be a Monarch and you played for him? Well, I cannot say enough good things about Sonny Allen. One, you will not find a better person. And his coaching style was such that in the four years, well, I, the four years I was at Old Dominion, I couldn't play on the varsity my freshman year mm. because we had a freshman team. But the four years I was at Old Dominion, I don't think I ever heard Sonny Allen raise his voice. Uh, certainly there was never any profanity from Sonny. And he, was, he always coached with class and dignity. And he was the foundation for Old Dominion basketball. So it's it's a uh, an honor that's well deserved. Yes, and the final point that I wanna I wanna make. I mean, here's another ODU connection. You know, I just got to give a 
shout out here to Jeff Furman here for connecting us and Jeff's oldest, Chris, you know, grew up with my niece on my wife's side, uh, Samantha, and just a small world here in this area and definitely appreciate Jeff uh, getting us in contact. Well, I can't say enough nice things about Jeff Furman either. <laughs> That's the kind of player that Old Dominion recruited during the Sonny Allen years and through most of their basketball program. So I'm a big Jeff Furman fan, and we do touch base occasionally, and it's always good to get together and talk to Jeff. Right. Well, hey, uh, Dave, uh, appreciate your time and maybe – at you know one of the games next year maybe my wife and i can uh meet you in person but uh thanks for coming on my podcast and uh sharing your story you know there with uh old dominion and your nba career as a player and in the front office and then as you're back you know with uh broadcasting games here with ted alexander well, it was enjoyable, Mark, and I look forward to seeing you at one of the games. Yes, and hey, uh, definitely there's great uh, great ACC action there at uh, Greensboro here tonight. So have a safe trip and uh, enjoy the games. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Virginia. Now, Tony Bennett is their coach. I drafted right. Tony when I was at Charlotte. Oh, so awesome. I have a, a special bond with Tony Bennett. Yes, well, hey, have a, have a great uh, – Great time, and definitely remember when Tony played for his dad, you know, there uh, before he got right. drafted with the, with the Hornets. That's right. You're, you have a very good memory. Yes. Well, hey, thanks again, Dave, for your time, and that's a wrap here on today's episode.